A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, from the phone. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) It's always a little sad to me when I can't actually see your face. I know, I know. It makes it a little harder, too. I can't Um, bust you when you're checking emails and not paying attention to me. (laughs) I was in Dropbox. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Just to clarify, you were in Dropbox. Okay. Well, um, how's it going at home? So Chip is away for a month from Nashville, and you're back home Basically, like when you were in college, you remember going home during like winter break? (laughs) Totally. That's exactly what it is. It's funny. I, um, it's, well, A, it's going great. I mean, my, the first few days, um, my sister was here with her two kids and her dog and I've got my two dogs and it was just chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm used to being in a house by myself with my dogs and when I need to be quiet, it's quiet. It is never quiet in this house. Yeah. Take some adjusting. Yeah, like, I don't know. When I turn on the TV and I don't see anything that I'm, like, dying to watch, I turn the TV off. Not my mom. She just puts on, like, reruns of Bonanza and lets it go, (laughs) you know? And she's not even watching it. It's just Bonanza, of all things. It's like, that's what what the choice was today. And then my dad's like, oh, you're watching Bonanza. (laughs) Nope, nope, nobody's actually watching Bonanza. It's just on. It's It's our background noise for the day. But it's it's just funny, like you know, I'm 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 noticing like really interesting ticks about them. Like both of them um, sort of think out loud about everything, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I I wonder if it's something that I do, and I just don't realize it when I'm doing it. But like you know, they'll just be like, "What was I doing?" Or like <laughs> you know, like things like that. I'm gonna or start observing like, you. <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. But it's and I don't know if it's because I'm in the room, so they're making it into a conversation. Uh-huh. It's, but I'm like, we don't. That doesn't need to be said out loud, Bob. <laughs> oh, I love so that. Funny. Is our uh, new yeah. T-shirt "Bonanza" is our background music? <laughs> <laughs> Who's watching Bonanza? Oh, you're watching Bonanza. <laughs> nope, nobody's watching it. Nope, nobody's, nobody's actually watching it. Does anybody actually watch Bonanza though? That's a bigger <laughs> question. <laughs> I mean, probably just people in my parents' age group. They, I mean, my mom does love her stories though. So yeah, yeah, every day of she's watching her stories. I love it. I, I mean, love that. Yeah, they, I forget which one she was watching the other day, but like there was literally a guy having a mental breakdown and making out with a mannequin that he was imagining was a real person. Wow. That sounds it, that sounds a little not classy enough for days of our lives. So I would go with um, maybe a I bold and was, the beautiful. I think I think it was bold and the beautiful. Yeah, that yeah. sounds very bold and the beautiful. <laughs> the bold and the beautiful. I don't even know how to say these things. I used to watch those like when I was. Um, I guess that was college. Because when else are you home? During that time, but you yeah. get so sucked in, even though it's so dumb. It's essentially it's like reality TV. If it's, we're being yeah, honest, it's, yeah, it's a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It's that stuff that you're like, oh, my God, you could never write that. It's like, except for it's been written for a soap opera. And they've been going on for like 50 years. So it's like you just got to come up with like bullshit farcical stuff to like 
keep writing about it. Yeah. Got to keep the people so in. Got to keep the people in. Yeah. Well, yep. we miss you here, but I'm glad that it's going well at home. Um, I was pulling up some of our at casual emails. I mean, Chip, I don't even know what to say. It's like, it's like we've really turned some new leaf here because every time I open the inbox, I'm just like, what? We have so many emails. Oh my God. I can't wait. I know. This is so exciting. I want to go through, I like to go through the ones that have like notes from the previous weeks. And we had a lot about the Scotland. We, we brought it to you guys two weeks ago that we thought it was bullshit that girls have to pay for tampons or sanitary napkins, if you will, each month. And like how much that adds up over a lifetime that that should be a part of an insurance plan for females or girls just shouldn't have to pay for that. It's not like we choose to have periods. So then the next week, it just so happened that Scotland passed a new law that said women actually don't have to pay for period products anymore. And we were elated. I mean, that was a huge deal. So we got some feedback about that. One of the questions that you and I had was how when Scotland made their big announcement, they announced it as, uh, how did they say it? It, it wasn't just for women. Towels. No, uh, it was yeah, for anyone, anyone who, who needs them. That's what it was. Anyone who needs them. So we were kind of confused because we're like, like, who else would need them besides women? Like, that was oh really going to be... Did somebody th- have an answer? They, well, they wrote in a thought. So I thought this was interesting. She said... This is from Meredith. Hi, Chip and Kelly. Huge fan of the At Casual podcast. I have three kids and listen to your podcast as my quote unquote me time. <laughs> I learned the <laughs> I learned the hard way to put headphones in after my four year old heard a few explicitives. Oopsie. That was probably me. Lo- <laughs> Love that Scotland is offering free period products for anyone who needs them. I think by not saying they are only for women, they are being inclusive to trans men who might still get their periods or those born with female reproductive parts who do not identify as women. For anyone who... Ah. Yeah, which is kind of what we said. I thought. Right, right. Maybe. For anyone who needs them is the epitome of acting casual, right? Just a thought, which I loved. I love that. It is acting casual because it's it's include it's very inclusive, which is totally, not the yeah. way that our uh, society has tended to work. So that was really really great. I thought um, this is a part two of one of the questions we answered last week from Lauren. She was the one who wrote us about. She's the twenty nine year old. She was dating the older guy who just like once they got into a serious monogamous relationship was really not interested in sex that much. Do you remember this? Yeah. So she wrote back in. This is from a vulnerable heart part two. Hey, Chip and Kelly, thanks for the great advice. I love that love is a verb. I'm going to keep that one in my pocket. You asked me what I love about my boyfriend. Well, I fell in love with my boyfriend because it took three months between our first date and our becoming exclusive and about a month was due to some personal personal medical issues. He had no obligation to stick around, but he did. I stay in love with him because he makes me a mug of coffee to wake up, a cup of tea to feel better, and a glass of wine and an aromatherapy bubble bath he drew for me to relax. I guess I struggle with differentiating between the realistic expectations and the Hollywood ideals. Being 29, I have sifted through the fanfare of great expression without substance in that between a man who leaves romantic post-its all over the house, but looks at his phone more than me and a man who helps me carry the groceries from my car, but whose best romantic poem starts with roses are red, violets are blue. I would choose the latter. If you ask me, If asked me before, I would not have prioritized sex in a relationship because I've never been a particularly sexual person. Maybe my sex drive is starting to take off in my last year of my 20s, but these days my boyfriend turns me on and there is no one I would rather be with in that way. My concern is just that his experience seems to be the opposite, having been sexual before and less so now with me. But maybe I'm putting on pressure imposed by society rather than evaluating our relationship with the, in the context of just the two of us. Anyway, thank you for providing just the perspective I needed. You certainly gave me food for thought. Now it's just time for me to digest that and rest and the rest of my Thanksgiving feast. Happy holidays, Lauren. <laughs> I hear you, girl. Well, yeah, I That's still I, full I, from Thanksgiving. <laughs> I like that she, you know, I, I think it's, she makes a really great point that even asking us, you know, injects, um, 
opinion that's outside of the, the right and because we're not in it every day it's uh, I, we can obviously only sort of just give opinion that's not based on anything other than what she tells us right but i think it's she makes a really great point that like you know with society thrust upon us you know from the way our bodies should look to the way that our relationships should look to the way that our houses should look all of that stuff um, and what is ideal and, you know, at the end of the day, liking somebody and being happy together is truly what should be ideal, you know, absolutely. and, and being comfortable within the, the framework of your own relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really, really healthy way to look at it. I mean, I'm speaking of my parents who we were talking about earlier. I mean, they're in their mid seventies and it's, I can't imagine that they have like <laughs> like a wild sex life at this point but like I guess you'll find out why you're there right <laughs> I hope not I hope not but um you know like they work together so well as a unit you know and I don't even know if they've ever had like a wild sex life but yeah I know that they've always like been a great team and they've, there's always been a lot of love there for each other so um you know I think that truly is the goal that said if she is having sexual desires, mm-hmm. she should be open about them mm-hmm. and he should try to meet her in the middle with them. So, yeah, actually, I mean, I think your answer is pretty much just in line with mine. I think that there's so much more to a relationship than sex. I think that's just one piece of the puzzle, you know, so because you could I've been in relationships where you have great sex, but like there's so many other factors like maybe you have sexual chemistry but you don't have like life chemistry like you can't live together and and experience life from the same standpoint to be a team you know which is a totally other issue and it sounds like he's a very loving thoughtful generous partner which is huge the only concern I have is exactly like what you said um is not getting your needs met. And like, obviously we all know that not one person is ever going to meet your needs. And so, you know, that's why it's important to have really strong friendships and not just rely on your partner for everything and all kinds of support. But if you're trying to be monogamous, sex and, and fulfilling that need is kind of an important piece of that. So it seems like to me, maybe the compromise is like what you said is a really good place to start where it's like, she speaks up, she opens her mouth about it. She expresses her needs, but also like not putting the expectations of like, Oh, we're going to have sex every night. It's going to be wild. And we're going to be hanging from ceiling fans. And so, you know, into each other, like you would in the movies, ceiling fans. That was, nobody does that. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully nobody does that. I don't know. That sounds dangerous. Um, but you know, like just not putting that expectation. And I also think that we are all guilty of comparing ourselves to other people's relationships. And, Like you said, asking that outside opinion, like that is just not really fully feasible. Although I think it can be helpful in some capacity, like you have to know what you want, what you need, what works for you. And you're really the only person that can decide that at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. Well, I hope I'm glad we helped a little bit, Lauren. And I really hope that you guys can find some sort of happy compromise because it sounds like he's a good dude too. just maybe there's some things going on here. And I always think too, in these situations, like there's no shame in involving a third party, like a therapist to kind of, if you don't know how to have the conversation, like, or bring it up, even that's like a really good outlet just to get some tools for even communicating about tough topics. And Uh Chip's checking his Dropbox again. No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Okay. Um, anyway, that was from Lauren. This comes from Camden. So Camden was our girl um, that brought up aquatic sex, <laughs> uh, yeah. which also has gotten us a ton of emails. A lot of people had thoughts on aquatic sex. I thought this was really interesting, but so here's, here's what Camden had to say. I died laughing at your episode. Thanks for making me feel not crazy. And honestly, Kelly, you're on to something. The inspiration for aquatic sex came from a movie binge between how to lose a guy in 10 days, the longest ride, the lucky one and the notebook. I was in a rom-com mood, huh. LOL, but yeah, they are, they're all steamy and slamming each other into walls. Like there's no fucking danger with slippery surfaces. <laughs> <laughs> and wrinkly fingers isn't a cute look been there done that although this was so fascinating to me 
my God. boyfriend did say the wrinkles provided a different type of dick sensation. Not sure if I should be worried what kind of stuff or age range for that matter that he's into with that comment, but I'll just roll with it. <laughs> Also, I just thought it would be funny to share that for our anniversary. My boyfriend got me goddamn goggles. Gotta love him. It was before I learned about snorkels, though, so maybe that'll be my Christmas gift. Hell, maybe that'll be his Christmas gift. I'll keep you posted on our next scuba adventure. I love Oh, my God. She definitely has to get him a snorkel. (laughs) That would be, yeah. I mean, I think it's better for the guy to have it anyway, right? 100%. We talked about that. Yeah. What about the wrinkly fingers? (laughs) Is that true? Chip, have you I ever mean, experienced that? Well, not Tell that us, I can you remember. Have. Not that yes, I can you remember. have. I feel it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, not that I can remember, but you would think like it just makes him almost like ribbed for his for pleasure. His pleasure. You know? Yeah. You, maybe you should um, take one for the team and do some research for us today and then report yeah. back next week. Okay. <laughs> take I'll a just, really I'll long just sit in the bathtub <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> I would die. <laughs> and then make love with myself. <laughs> with myself. <laughs> I just can't. But, you know, it's get always over different it. when someone else is touching you. You know, it's like yeah, when you, for sure. If you scratch your own itch, you know, it never is as That's satisfying true. as someone else scratching. Well, yeah. as soon as you get into some sort of situation, the first thing we're all going to need you to do is take or make a whoever really it is. Bath. Yeah, take a really long bath and get wrinkly fingers and then report back. <laughs> Okay, deal. Um, In regards to our comments about, uh, or I think I said something about like, nobody wants to have to wear pads. And like, I haven't worn one since seventh grade. I got a message from Lindsay on Instagram and she said, women 1000% wear giant ass pads postpartum and even thin diapers because you bleed for weeks, six weeks, six to 10 weeks, and you can't wear tampons postpartum. So that is true. Actually, when I was going through my egg freezing process, you can't wear tampons either. So yeah, that was, I forgot. I totally forgot about that though. But yeah, it's like a, you know, there's a lot going on down there. Um, have you, yeah. Have you ever watched a show called the bold type? I've never been heard of me either. So this girl, Jamie messaged me on Instagram and said, this is very random, but I'm listening to last Friday's at casual. And I just wanted to recommend that you and chip watch the bold type on Hulu. The show itself is excellent, but a lot of the topics y'all discuss are also tackled and addressed in the show. It's written very well. And just overall theme of the show reminds me of you and chip sometimes. So if anybody is, yeah, if you guys are enjoying the topics that we discuss and I think, you know, I think what we like to do is just talk about topics that can be difficult to talk about and maybe not the first thing that you would easily want to bring up to your friends. It sounds like this show is kind of like that. So it's called the bold type on Hulu. I think it's worth looking into. I might do it. Oh, that's funny. The um, actress Katie Stevens, who's in it, lives in Nashville. Katie Stevens. Never heard of her. Yeah. She married that dude, Paul DiGiovanni, I think. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I love that yeah. guy. He's She's like, like a friends really with good. Rachel. And, yeah. Friends with Rachel. Like you're listing off the people we know. She's friends yeah. with. Okay, cool. That's Just funny. For everyone. It's, not, it's like five seasons long. So. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to look into it on Hulu. Watch it. The only other show I walk, watch on Hulu is called Claws. And I just started it at, from a recommendation from a friend of mine. It's about... Um, these women, oh, the, nail salon. the nail salon. Yeah. They, they work at a nail salon, but they have like a drug side hustle and it's just funny. They're funny. I really They're like funny it. Shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it in a long time, but I know yeah, I need to get back to it. Um, this is from Jessica and this goes back again to the aquatic sex. I'm telling you people love this topic. So she said, okay, so the episode on aquatic sex, morning sex in the shower is legit. My guy wakes up at five 30 and I don't see him again till Late at night because he works all day and coaches football. So nighttime sex is hard to stay awake for these days. I hear that. It is tough. Many mornings I'll jump in the shower with him, soap up, soap him up, and then he takes me from behind. Sometimes I have to be on my tippy toes, and it's definitely not like long-lasting sex, but it's fun. Hot water gets his blood pumping. And then I crawl back into bed and fall asleep until I have to wake up all of our kids for school. But mommy is sure in a better mood. Come wake up, and I know he often replays this session in his head throughout his crazy day. It's worth a shot. I loved that. That sounds fun. 
You got to figure out what, what works, especially when kids are in the picture, because it's like by the end of the day, I mean, my boyfriend and I were actually like talking about this yesterday, but it's just like we are spent. Like we are so tired. And as much as both of us might be like, oh, I really want to like have sex with you. You're just tired. And so it makes right. it like it's just it's it's t- definitely takes intention and effort at night. Whereas like the morning sometimes is a little bit easier. You do have the issue of like making sure the kids aren't awake yet, but sounds like her kids sleep in. And so that sounds like a great job to me. I love morning sex. I think that's like actually probably my me favorite. Too. Mm-hmm. Totally. Mm-hmm. Well, there's something that feels spontaneous about it. I mean, I yeah. guess if you were doing it every morning, it probably wouldn't, but there's just something about just connecting right in the morning. Yeah. I really put your day off to a right start. If you ask me, Yeah, kick her off. Good. Okay, so thank you guys again for the feedback. Those are all the ones I'm going to read today, but we love hearing from you. We love hearing about what you guys are enjoying. And if you have feedback on the topics that, you know, is maybe some part that we didn't think of or that you have tips for us, like keep them coming. We love that. It's at casual at velvetsedge.com or on Instagram at velvetsedge and Chip is at Chip Door. So you can message any of us or email us at that address. If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code VELVETSEDGE at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Okay, so we have a couple questions that we want to get to. This one's from Kara. She says, well, maybe you should do an act casual with a guy who has you as his number one. He's a good guy, but wants his freedom to make his own decisions and told he and told me now he doesn't want to commit to sexual monogamy quite yet. Yet he sees you as his partner in the future. Do I walk away or stick it out? 
So what does it what does it mean when you say this is number one? So like, basically, okay, is that a, I'm, number one. For I'm reading calls through or just like best friends. Uh, that's a great question, but wish I would have thought to ask her. That. <laughs> she said, I said, interesting. Um, we will discuss next week. She said, okay, it's just because being married 20 years and be, having to be answerable to someone, but there is freedom in relationships, blah, blah. So basically it sounds like this guy just got out of a long-term marriage and he's like, maybe really into this girl, but not feeling like. Doesn't want to lock anything down. Yeah. Like he's like, I got to like, you know figure my shit out which is totally fair totally do you have thoughts well i mean look i think it's you kind of have to like read the room when you're in a relationship and not everyone's arriving at a relationship at the same from the same vantage point and Mm -hmm. everyone's got some sort of baggage and i don't mean that in a bad way like we all just do and um you know, it's the last thing that I would want to do if I'd gotten out of a 20 year marriage is rush right back into something that might feel exactly like it. Yeah. So, but that I also like, if I met somebody that I really liked, I would want to sort of invest in that and explore it and see where it goes. But, um, you know, I think that you have to, it's really important to sort of respect, you know, where somebody's coming from and not try and force it to be something and if that isn't doesn't work for you then i think that you have to make the decision for yourself to not be involved in that right i think the part that i do like about what it sounds like this guy said is that he is just owning his truth and where he is and um and being upfront and honest and i don't especially if he's really interested in this girl like it sounds like he is that would be hard because if you're like yeah i don't want to just have sex with you yet that might scare her away. So he's, he's going at, you know, he's risking that basically by being honest. So I do applaud him for his honesty. And I do think what you said is true. Like you have to take it at face value. And so, you know, I mean, that's essentially this guy is straight up laying it out. Like, yeah, I'm going to go have sex with other people and date other people and talk to other people. And so I think Kara has to decide for herself if that's okay with her personally. Like I can't do that. So, yeah, I personally couldn't either. Mm-hmm. But if, if I liked the person enough, I might say, call me when you're done, like totally with your escapades. And, and, and we'll see where I'm I am. Place, yeah. yeah. If I'm still in that place, then I would, you know, happily explore it. But I just don't have enough, you know, maybe it's self worth. I don't know. Like, I would not be comfortable. Like, I would, I would. I would think that I was on the losing end of the stick the whole time. Yeah. Um, and I, I would have to just sort of walk away from that. Well, I think it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, for me, if I'm having sex with someone that feels very vulnerable to me and I just can't like knowing that they would be doing that with other people is too hard for me. But I think that also comes from like my personal life experiences. And so like, a lot of people can deal with that. Maybe she would want to do that herself, you know? So I think it right. just depends on her situation, what she can tolerate, what is okay with her, what works for her and all of that. So that would be my thought on that question. Yep. (laughs) And I'm listening. I hate being on the phone. I just like, it's so hard because I feel like you would know that I'm like looking at you to kind of like, you know, come back at me and say something else. But I mean, I feel like I've said my piece. You kind of did, but see, I also yeah. don't know how to read the room on that. Like, it's like, I can't see your face. So like, I'm like, wait, do we move on? Or does he want to interject one more thing? I don't know. It's a guessing game over here. <laughs> Let me like, see if I can hear your breath. I mean, cause you know, when you oh like, my God. is he dead? Yeah. I'm glad to know that you're not and that you're still listening dead. on the phone. But I feel like right before people talk, they go, <gasps> so I'm going to have to like start listening to be like, is he, is he about to talk or is he done? <laughs> Okay, so you're done. So we'll move on. So (laughs) this next email comes from Elizabeth. It says it's called the subject of this email is getting butt hurt over IG tags. (laughs) Oh, damn. The thing about social media, can we just like before we get into this email, I swear in my lifetime of social media lifetime, I guess there have been more people and more friends that I have pissed off un like inadvertently like not trying to at all unintentionally 
but you just like do something like this. Like you don't tag somebody in a photo and it's like your friendship is over. I mean, it's just so insane. The weight we give to social media these days. I mean, the, the, the OG was like her on MySpace, the top eight. Like, oh yeah. The fact that they she mentions that in this email. Way, they created a way for you to alienate all the eight of your friends. And then even if, you were in somebody's top eight. You were pissed if you weren't first. Right. Like, right. It is so <laughs> fucked. It's so fucked. And it's so stupid. I remember there being at one point that I took out everyone, but my like very best friend. Cause I was like, I can't deal. I can only deal with one. This is too much, right? too much pressure and people get too butt hurt. And it's just, it's for what? Like, it's just so dumb. I think it's so dumb as an adult to be like, this is my best friend. It's like, I have a lot of best friends. Actually. I have right. the only people in my life really that I consider really good friends I would all consider like my best friends friend. yeah because like yeah. when you get older you don't have time you know to right. just have I mean I have acquaintances and I think I have best friends that's kind of where I sit at this point totally totally so I just, the whole thing is so dumb but um yeah I totally understand what's going on for Elizabeth and it's just like it it just sends us into so many more things so let's hear her email is this she said my boyfriend and I started dating before the pandemic then I met the rest of the quote-unquote squad pod which includes my boyfriend and three couples and another girl we got along fine and everything started and even started bonding. That was short-lived because then the pandemic hit and it became evident that me and the squad pod hold different opinions, which is fine. Not trying to start any wars here. For me, it's to each their own, not trying to convert anyone to my religion or anything. Long story short, feel like there's been bad blood since we don't see them as often, but only towards me since I'm not technically part of the squad pod. They posted a, first of all, the name squad pod is so ridiculous. It kills me. Squad pod. Oh my God. They need to get a new name is where I would start. Well, is that with my because first they, they tell you to hang out in like pods of friends or like you go to concerts and pods. I guess. But if I'm referring to my friend group as a name, like a squad pod, that's the bigger concern to me. That's yeah, like so douchey. And then it's squad. This is my squad. Yeah. I mean, or even I just, whatever. It's squad pod. Doesn't even sound like a word it's anymore. Ridiculous. So I know. <laughs> Well, it's two. Okay. Um, they posted a picture we had all taken and tagged everyone but me. And yeah, they had my handle and blah, blah, blah. So that's not an excuse. I feel like this is back when MySpace had top friends and people got butthurt about not making it or getting removed. Anyway, it just seemed like an intentional exclusion. Maybe I'm being a petty bitch, but it just kind of sucks. I've tried to be nice and act casual and often ask my boyfriend about them to get involved and even offered to do stuff virtually. But for them, it's all or nothing and it's just a shitty feeling to be made like I'm doing something bad when I'm just doing what I feel like is protecting the safety of me my family and my friends and I don't feel like I should have to apologize for that I don't know you and ship have talked about differing having different opinions at least in the beginning but still remain good friends why can't everyone be like you guys we, do we have differing opinions well I think when we, we talked about like that it was oh, politics. quarantine. Yeah. Well, in politics, yeah. we don't, but well, no, no, I just, just never talk we, about it because I don't want people we, to come at me. No, but we've talked about how we have friends that have differing opinions oh. and we still love our friends. We just try to avoid those topics sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think, remember at the beginning of quarantine too, I was like isolating super, super, super hardcore. And that we right. did talk about that, that some of our friends were giving me shit. Because it was like, and I said, well, if I was single and I didn't have a squad pod, if you will, <laughs> I I would totally be probably living my life differently. But like yes. I was in a situation where I felt like I just was going to isolate and try to protect those people that I was like living with, you know. And you guys were kind of moving around a little more. The funny thing being, of course, that I got COVID and y'all didn't. <laughs> Isn't life a bitch. a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, um, okay. So my first thoughts for Elizabeth is first of all, these people sound just ridiculous to me. Like I know it's her boyfriend's friends, but like, I don't think she's missing out that much by not like getting to hang out with the squad pod. They sound terrible to me. Is that bad? Yeah. Yeah. They kind of do. Like if you can't be open enough to let an, another adult have their own opinion, like that's on you at this point, because 
you're living some life like it's just with blinders on that your way is the right way that that's the only way that should work and all of that stuff and i don't think that works as adults i wonder if there's some sort of inner politics going on that she doesn't know about such as like like one of the girls actually likes her boyfriend like that one other girl shit yeah like that there's just something that she's not aware of that Could makes be. her enemy number one, you know? Could be. What I think probably from what I'm picking up is that she sounds like maybe she wants to isolate a little harder and maybe he's not getting to hang out with them as much because of that or just because of, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And so they're blaming her and not him. But it's like right. at the end of the day, he's a fucking adult too and he's a big boy. Like he can make his own decisions. So... He's choosing to do whatever it is he's choosing. It's not on Elizabeth. Well, I also think, too, it's like, you know, we're not living in normal circumstances right now. It's right. like we should be giving people a little bit of grace. I mean, I not not to, like, change the subject. But I think this is sort of like um, in line with what we're talking about. But like when I got home, my sister was like, hey, so our cousin Rebecca wants to, like, she wants to see you. Her birthday's coming up in December 19th. And like, let's all get together. And we're, you know, she's going to hire a chef. We're going to go to her friend's house and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Jenny, that's a lot of people. I'm yeah. staying with our, pa- I'm staying with our parents. And she looked at me like, I don't want to have any fun, you know? And I'm like, of course I want to see all of those people, but is that the smart thing to do? Exactly. So it's like, I, I have to basically tell my cousin, no, I'm not doing that. Like, I would love to see her on her birthday, but I can't go to some big dinner party. Not when I have to come home to my parents' house. Totally. And, like, that's where I think we really do all have to take a step back and say, you have to make the best decision for you. Because also right now, I don't feel like anyone actually knows what the quote-unquote right thing to do is fully. Like, I mean, right. we can all get advice in certain areas, but, like, even the doctors, even, like... the experts like there it's kind of constantly changing all this stuff with coronavirus and so you know while some may operate a certain way others may feel more comfortable with certain things and like I hate it on some levels but I do think that it's like okay well you kind of just have to like take a step back and go I can only control myself and so I'm going to make the best decisions for me so um, so I don't think she's doing anything wrong by like voicing her opinion as long as she's not like forcing it on them, which it doesn't sound like she is. Um, the other thing though is like with the tag, I understand completely why she got butt hurt. It's silly. Like we all kind of have to just go whatever. And that's again though, it feels like it's all about them and their immaturity, not hers. You know what I mean? Right. Like seriously, your quote unquote squad pod is not going to tag me on purpose. Like, and maybe they did it unintentionally but like even if they whatever whatever happened the fact that they forgot or that they just didn't it's just like okay you guys are showing me your true colors like and I just don't think that speaks about anything about her and I think she just has to write it off for that absolutely yeah can you can you go in and tag somebody after the fact yeah you can (laughs) I mean look I'm, I'm always happy when people don't tag me why because I don't need the world knowing my moves. Oh, it's Mr. Sneaky over there. Mr. Sneaky. (laughs) I don't need the world knowing my moves. (laughs) Like, what are your moves that you don't want the world to know about? Tell the world now on this podcast. (laughs) I mean, it's not like I'm like some international man of mystery, but it's normally like when I, when I post, like I, I'm, when I'm choosing to post something, it's about, you know, me sharing with the world what I'm doing versus, Mm -hmm. Um, somebody else sharing it. Well, so. I've untagged myself in multiple things. <laughs> oh my God, you can untag yourself? Yes. Are you joking? Uh, I didn't know that. I'm the queen of that. Oh my God. I didn't know Yeah, you I'll teach you that. one day. I'll teach, okay. you the, I'll teach you the ways. Does it alert people if you untag yourself? I don't know. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that should show go- them. <laughs> so, what's this girl's name that we're talking about again? This girl's name is Elizabeth. 
Elizabeth should go in and just tag herself. She should just comment. You can't, you can't, well, you can't tag yourself, but she should Uh, go into the comment section and just tag her handle, like (laughs) at Elizabeth, whatever, like whatever her handle is. And that, and just keep doing it every time that they stop or that they don't do it. That, Hey, that's that's our advice. Actually, just go at them. If they're going to be like this, you just start tagging yourself in the comments section. Eventually, they'll have to own up or they'll get the picture and they'll start tagging you. Amazing. Yeah, I heard it here first on At Casual. We're just giving out great advice daily, <laughs> weekly, excuse me. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Um, okay, Chip, you sent me a really interesting article and we wanted to quickly talk through that. It was called People Over 45 Are at Greater Risk of STIs, a new study finds. This is going to sound very ignorant, and I should have Googled this before. What's the difference what's between an ST- an, what's an inter- the difference between an STI and an STD? It's just the new, um, and the, the reason why I know this is because my doctor said it um, last time I saw him. It's just the new like way. There is no difference. It's just what they're calling it. They used to be called venereal diseases, and then they Ew. started calling them. I know, it's so gross. I mean, not that like STDs are great, but like right. They are. And then it changed to sexually transmitted diseases, okay. and now they call them sexually transmitted infections. Ew, I hate the word infection. So it's just, a, it's just a, yeah, it's just a different term because, I mean, truthfully, most of them can be cured by oh, antibiotics, right. so they're not necessarily diseases. I they, they see. Are infections, so. Okay. Well. Yeah. So basically, the gist of the article is that um, these sexually transmitted infections are very high in middle-aged adults. And they're tr- they were trying to figure out why for a while, but it says that a lot of people around the age of like 45, and maybe this is, you know, people going through divorces, because I think this is a, that's a big age range for that, where I would imagine like late 30s into your 40s, a lot of people start getting divorced. And right. so then you're after a long term monogamous relationship, you are now back in the dating field. So, you know, maybe you're not used to it things have also changed. So if you've been in a like decade long relationship or even like a 20 year marriage, I mean, the dating game is so different. And I actually think that STIs are probably way more prevalent now than they were back in those, yeah. that time. Well, and, and, you know, for, for women too, like later in life, you know, you're postmenopausal. So that, right. you know, a, a lot of, you know, when these people were younger, they were using condoms, not, to prevent STIs, they were using them to prevent pregnancy. Yes. And now that pregnancy isn't an issue, a condom isn't even a, a thought. Right. Um, so you're just going yeah. into these situations like, hey, I can't get pregnant, game on. Because like, <laughs> condoms suck. I mean, it's not like they're fun. So Right, totally. But, so that's what, what this article said, was that, um, where was, I, there was a statistic I wanted to read, because I thought it was just so interesting. But anyway, yeah, basically it just says that the over 45s are most at risk. Generally, those entering new relationships after a period of monogamy, often postmenopause and pregnancy is no longer a consideration, but giving little thought to STIs. Did you find some more research you said? Yeah, I mean, look, there's, I found stories on AARP, on U.S. News and World Report. So this is like a thing. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's a thing, and this this is um, this is an article from Harvard. Um, they wrote why there are increases, and in this is um, I can't even begin to pronounce this doctor's last name. It's like Dioff, D-I-O-U-F. Said so these are some of the points as to why they think that it's we're seeing increases in older adults. Okay, they they often don't get STD screen, and this is they're still calling STDs here, but they often don't get STD screenings and treatment because both they and their doctors are reluctant reluctant to raise the issue. Their immune systems lose some ability to fight off disease mm. with age, so it's harder to fight infections. They may start dating more than one partner after divorce or the death of a partner, raising the risk of infection after a long-term period of monogamy. Compared with previous generations, they have an easier time having sex at an older age thanks to the availability of medications such as Viagra. They are not accustomed to thinking of themselves or a partner as being at high risk of STDs. They may not be accustomed to using a condom and don't use one because they think uh, that they or their partners are not at risk of STDs. And they may not consider oral or anal sex as ways of contrasting 
or transmitting STDs. Yeah, the oral sex part is another thing that's huge, I think, because that, I know for our generation, is a very prevalent thing, but I don't know that it was as common or, I mean, I've heard, I've read statistics about that, that this, the rise of oral sex has majorly come. I think that was like a porn thing. It was, you know, our generation is just way more open to that or involved in that. And so maybe they don't understand even that that is another way to pass. I keep wanting to say STDs, but STIs. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. If you, if you had to take a guess on the top five states on STD or STI prevalence of 55 and older, what would you say? I mean, I would always lean towards a bigger place, but, but now I'm second guess. I was going to say like LA or New York city, but probably those people are way more, um, educated on this topic. So I'm going to go with like, I don't know. I was going to try to say something like Montana. (laughs) Well, no, I think you're, you're, well, that's so funny. What? So Montana actually has, is the, the highest increase Really? Um, from two th- This is a study from a, 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 a site called theseniorlist.com. From 2008 to 2017, adults 55 and over, the, the percentage of STD prevalence increased 275%. Oh, Montana, my God. Wyoming. Yes, Montana, Wyoming, Iowa, Vermont, and North Dakota, which is really interesting because they are re- really like not very densely populated right. states. Whereas when you look at the average STD prevalence of 55 and older, just prevalence, D.C. has the highest. So their rate is 881 people per 100,000. Right. New York State is number two. Maryland, Florida, New Jersey, and Georgia. Yeah. Um, Which I think those states are heavily populated by older people anyway. California follows Georgia. Okay. really interesting it's so interesting i mean i think the whole point is too is like how important those conversations are at the beginning of the relationship and they're so awkward and uncomfortable but as adults and especially as we age it just becomes even more uh important to be able to even have those conversations also it's a really good I think it's really good insight into how you guys can communicate openly as adults, which is also something you would want to know for anyone you're dating anyway. Well, I would also think too, there's probably, I mean, granted, like I'm now 45, so I fall into this like age range, which yeah. is just weird to me, but I'm thinking probably more like 55 and older, but you know, they probably uh, as a generational thing, sex is not something that was really talked yes. about. So to think about like now you're 55 plus and you're starting to date again, like talking about sex, no way, you know, it's like, it's almost like you're just more willing to take the risk. And I also think too, if you're just completely like ignorant to the fact that the risk exists, then why would you talk about, why would you even bother talking about it? Of course. I think I like, I love the, the reason why that article popped out to me is because it never really like, crossed my mind ever so um you know i guess it's a good thing that people are starting to write about a little bit more so that you know it does become a conversation absolutely knowledge is always power especially when it comes to your body i think so um educate yourselves especially if you're getting out of a long-term relationship and you're new to the dating world i think that's super super important to get up to speed on the things happening in the dating culture at this point yeah, I guess I'll have to, you know, when we hang up, I'll go have a conversation with my parents to make sure that, you know, if they, <laughs> if they're ever going to dabble outside that they take care why of Why don't themselves. you just wait till you, like, cross that bridge when you get there, man. Like, why would you ever bring that up to your parents and be like, just in case, let me sit you guys down and. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awkward. Oh my God, so weird. Um, we have one more thing I want to address and that's a big announcement that Chip and I have. We have officially, officially set up our cameo. (laughs) So has anybody even inquired? No, I haven't announced it yet. So, I mean, I haven't even posted about it or anything, but we are officially on our cameo. You can search. Are we at casual? I don't even Oh, great. (laughs) This is why we suck. This is like not... 
I was also thinking, like, how the hell are we going to do them while I'm in Virginia? So we might have to have people wait. I don't know. Unless, well, let's see if anyone actually like, buys one first. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Put the car before the horse. Yeah. Um, so you guys can search at casual. If that doesn't work, search my name, Kelly Henderson or Chip Dorsch. Um, it'll come up something. But uh, we would love to send out any like holiday wishes, birthday cards, we said we will answer sex and dating questions. Chip tried to say that we will break up with people. I'm really not into that idea, though. I uh, know. I don't want to do anything mean. I mean, we don't want to be super mean. I would, I'll do anything for money. I'm a hoe. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Sell some feet pics. Maybe you need the wiki feet page. Um, wiki yeah, but feet. you guys surprise us with funny questions or whatever it is you want us to say or do. We're open. We're just kind of interested in this experience. We are. We have no clue what we're doing <laughs> we have no idea yeah it should be fun though so search us on cameo and then always keep these emails coming it's at casual at velvetsedge.com sex and dating questions or just any sort of questions that you guys have about situations that are maybe not so casual or awkward how to handle them we love talking about that stuff so keep them coming at casual at velvetsedge.com I'm Velvet's Edge on Instagram. Chip is at Chip Dorsch. Uh, Chip, do you have any remarks you want to sign off with this week? Um, no, just remember to act casual. <laughs> I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't. There's was like a weird. There's like a weird. Pause you like did it yourself. You, I know. I kind of, I kind of thought that might be where you were going, but I wasn't ready to just flow right out of it. I don't know. I just like it felt. Normally, we have this like look. Like I can tell when well, you're just like you're throwing it to me. Right. This is like the the problem with the phone interview. This is how I've been doing right. all my interviews during the pandemic, and it really like it's really tricky. You would think I've gotten better, but like I still don't think I have. <laughs> with strangers but i think with you we have such a like banter and and normal like we understand each other's facial expressions and so that makes right, it tricky right yep right anyway you guys have a great weekend um chip enjoy virginia i'm gonna go out to the farm this Thank weekend you. keep living that farm life uh which you know for me is a huge way to always remember to act casual that was i mean that was an all right i don't know okay we gotta go bye all right bye a new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.